All right. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 15 of the You Should Fact Check This podcast. Um, we took a week off. Uh, it was, I got sick. Peter was busy. And then we were traveling. Okay. Well, I blame myself first. So, um, then I got sick. Peter has a job. You know, (laughs) what are you saying? Nothing. What was that? Nothing. Uh, Peter doesn't, doesn't think my job is real. Um, I never said that. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's me. Maybe it's me that doesn't think my job is real. Sounds like an insecurity. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, and then, and then, me and Peter got to hang out for a little bit this weekend. Yeah, that in, sucked in person. Yeah, that was the worst. I regret. <laughs> I regret a lot of my time this last weekend with with your girlfriend and two of your best friends, and you regret it, huh? Yeah. Just with you, just with you. I was cool uh, hanging out with my girlfriend. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Um, yeah. All right. Well, this is the end of the Use Fact Check this podcast. We will never have another episode. <laughs> we made it fifteen. We did it, baby. Um, I yeah, but we greens today. We got to hang out for a little bit, and it was it was strange. We were back in Durango. Um, kind of. Kind of. Um, but you know, now we're. Now we're back to life. And this is our life. We're podcasters. We're hardcore podcasters. We get paid for this. We do. Yeah, we actually did. We got an income last week. Did we get an income last week? Yeah. Three figures each. Three figures? Yeah. You didn't get that check? Hmm. It just came to me. Uh, that makes sense. You're the one that is pushing all the brands. I know. Speaking of, today brought to you by Mush Overnight Oats. Dark chocolate, natural ingredients, clean energy, mush. Just not really sure how, what what he's doing here. He's not really sure what he's doing either. That's cool. Respect the marketing, bro. Respect the marketing. That's not marketing. That's just, (laughs) that's marketing for other people. That's just free advertising. But if they sue us, then that's free advertising for us. You're right about that. Mush is paying us a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. Like too much money. To, yep. to talk about that. So mush. Get some mush. Yeah, get some mush, baby. <laughs> All right, Peter. Uh let's hit it hit us with a bold take of the day. As you said, you um, got one. All right. I think the thing that our generation is missing the most. is the idea of the money is made when you're not getting paid passive income no oh, in okay. order in order to get paid you have to put in work oh i got you and a I got ton you. of work if you yeah. really want to get paid you have to put in a ton of work when you're not getting paid to get paid i totally agree i think it that is one of the most frustrating parts of watching people try and make it like people that, you know, when they're complaining about getting paid and you know what they're doing in their free time, which is nothing. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Is that what you're in right now? Huh? Is that the, is that the stage that you're in right now? Yeah. I don't get paid much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in that stage too. Could blow up eventually. We'll see. <laughs> Hopefully this podcast, you know? Yeah. We're putting, yeah, we're putting in, in a lot the time. of work. We're putting in the time. <laughs> At least one of us is. Um, I know it's getting exhausting for me. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Peter. <laughs> Showing up once a week, maybe if we, if we're doing one that week, we missed one week because you got busy. No, I got ill. I've always made time for this. I was ill two weeks ago. Yeah, but I was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm just not a baby like you are. That's fair. You know? Eat more tangerines, bro. I don't ever eat a tangerine. I don't like them. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Just the way they look. It's pretty cool, huh? Mm. Um, All right. So my bold take of the day is one that I've been talking about for a while. Um, Oh, gosh. So it's not that bold. Yeah, it's not that bold. But we are in a recession, a war, a nuclear war. We're all going to die. What is it this week? You named them. You named all of them. We're in the final stages of life. That's what you're going to say? No. <laughs> That's how you ended it, though. So I, I might say, as well go. Wait, I hope you're wrong. Yeah. Well, this is the second quarter of, you know, negative GDP growth. So we are technically in a recession. Um, We're doing it. And there have been some crazy stats come out about how much. Um, Global equity has just been like wiped out because of everybody realizing that things aren't worth as much as they thought they were. Um, so it's been, we're, we're approaching one of the most, like one of the worst recessions that we've had. Um, we're almost on par with the, the great financial crisis of 2008. We're crushing it. Yeah, killing it. Huh? So. And let me tell you, my Roth IRA is showing it. Oh, I know. Mine, my fucking Tesla stock is showing it. That's one of the, that's one of the hardest things about being. It like, sucks. Diversification is great. Not when and, they're all down. Right. And being all in on one stock, you know, is great. If depending on what you're, your investing style is. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you're diversified over a lot of different businesses right now, you're probably going to be down less than I'm down being all in on one. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's a bumpy ride, but we'll see where it goes. Will it go up? Will it ever go up? It always goes up, Peter. That's what they say, but this could be the end. Well, like I was saying, this is the end of all. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is strange that we're in this area right now. 
it just doesn't seem like anything is going right. In, in terms of the broader context of life, like if you think of us as a mass, it doesn't seem like there's much going positively. Like maybe you, you're probably having some positive stuff within your own life. Yeah, I'm fucking awesome. <laughs> but in terms of like the global, you know, state that we're in, it seems pretty shitty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I think about a lot is how I think it was, I don't remember exactly who it was, but there's a guy that says that at the, at the end of all great civilizations, they're hyper-focused on gender identity and sexual orientation. You're going to have to repeat that. You like froze and then buzzed out of it. Says my internet is unstable. It looked pretty unstable. <laughs> um, well, at the end of any great civilization, everyone gets like hyper obsessed over gender identity and sexual orientation. Cheers that, to us. Yeah, seems pretty accurate to where we are now. So, like Romans, you know, I don't, I don't know very many civilizations that have ended, but um, there's been a couple. And at the end, they get hyper obsessed with all of this personal stuff. And I think it has something to do with the fact that life gets so good that you have no idea what to do. There's that you're like, you're like searching for struggle where there really isn't any, you know what I mean? If you're, if you're fighting for your next meal, who the hell cares if you're a boy or a girl? Right. I mean, there's so much that comes with being able to just go to the supermarket and pick up food and it's always going to be there. Right. Yeah. Now babies can't even get formula. Babies cannot get formula. That's crazy. Oh, dude, it is insane. So there's, there's just a, a, a little bit of a problem with shipping and all that stuff because of COVID still. Yeah. And then one company has to shut down a factory. That Gerber? It, no, I forgot what the company was, but they shut down a factory because four infants got infections or something like that. And two of them died. And now. Were they vaccinated? <laughs> and now none of, no one has baby food. Asking for a friend. Were they vaccinated? Peter, I have no idea. Well, you know what this podcast is. I didn't do that great a research. I'm going to go out on a limb and say if they were vaccinated, it's because of the vaccine. that they died, not the Gerber baby food. I don't think that they advise vaccinating infants. Yes, they do. Anything over two now. That's not an infant, Peter. You're an infant, Devin. An infant is under two, dude. Well, same thing. No, it's not. It's literally the opposite. Nah, same thing. Um, but I don't know. I barely even know what we were just talking about. But baby food. Yeah, no, I got it. I I'm there. I said barely. So I guess but, can't they just eat like applesauce or something? 
I mean, there's, you know, they're supposed to have, there's supposed to be a certain amount of nutrition. There's a ton of nutrition in mother's milks, mother's milk. Right. But women can't like, they can't produce all of the food, all of the, because well, of where we are in society now, I think, I don't know, but because we have access to so many resources, women aren't having to do all of the work to feed their child. Probably because they have to go back to work in that context. Oh, excuse me. Um, so, well, I hope the babies get fed. I hope they get fed as well. I don't really know. I mean, you, and you got to wonder like how big is this crisis? Like actually like the social media blowing it out of proportion, like they do everything. Or is it, if I go down to my supermarket and try and buy Gerber baby food, it won't be there. I doubt it'll be there. Really? Yeah. Sucks. I mean, depending on where you are, but I'm glad I'm not a baby right now. I mean, they're they're this is just the beginning, really. Of um, the end. Of what's to come. No, I mean not the end, but it's gonna be shit. Like like what I talked about where you get to go to the grocery store and you get to buy the food that you want whenever you want. That's not gonna be true for a while. I can't have my grass fed meat. You may not be able to have your grass-fed meat. I'm going to go vegan. Well, good luck with your energy. Yeah, I'm not going to go vegan. <laughs> um, but I do I'll think... buy my own meat. We, we got to go hunting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, you would, not, you would not get anything like that. I could hunt. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a... There's quite a few people saying that um, we're approaching some severe food shortages around the globe. What kind of food? All types of food. Corn? Because so many things are in everything. There's a lot of stuff that just... I don't care about a wheat shortage, bro. That's great, Peter. There's millions of people that do. Like we talked about... Like we talked about, you're in one of the privileged cases where you don't have to, you get to think about what you get. Because I have an autoimmune disorder. Yeah. I have an autoimmune disease. That's that I'm privileged because I can't eat wheat. Yes. Yes, Peter. You're privileged in the case that you get to choose what you want to eat. Wow, dude. Yeah. I said it. I hope you feel ostracized. I mean, stop. If you want to plug yourself, plug yourself, but don't put a business card up to the camera. That's terrible <laughs> marketing. Um, oh, if you're man. in Montana. No one's in Montana listening. That's okay. If you are, go get go go reach out to Peter. He'll be your trainer. No, that's not how it works. Well, text him. Peter Byrne Performance on Instagram. DM him. Let him know what's what what you need and he'll help you out. It's a great Instagram channel. Yeah, it's it is good. It's it's doing pretty good. And some of the stuff, you know, it's questionable, but isn't that with everything? What's questionable? Yeah, I mean just a few things. What? Be just specific. Some Be specific. I mean Not just me. it's just some of the things. Yeah, so nothing's questionable. Yeah. Well, there are there definitely are questionable things. Like what? If I'm being honest. Yeah. Right? Me. 
a lot of the clips are difficult to see. And you know yeah. that. Yeah, and you know this. And he Absolutely. knows it. Yeah. yeah. That's why I he put did, he didn't, hand emojis. He didn't tell me, but he knows. I no, knew I, he knew. I do know. I know it's he knows. I, I, I knew he knew. I knew I he knew. I tried to blow them up over the last few weeks, but they are hard to see. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're trying to like co-opt something that wasn't built for one thing into another thing, there's going to be some like awkward. That's tough. Yeah. But you need to get some, uh, get some of your athletes to get you some like quality footage and, and use it for your Instagram. I know. That's what I'm trying to do. Okay. Okay. Good, 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 good. I like that. But Peter Byrne performance on Instagram, go follow him. Um, I don't I mean, you, you totally cut, you totally interrupted the whole flow of the podcast, by the way. No, I didn't. I was just putting my business card up and then you went into that. Right. Because you have to react. You know who, you know who I am. I'm distractible. I'm distractible. Silent marketing tool. And you reacted to make it an audio. I'm a distractible person. And when you just put things up to the camera, it's hard for me to not recognize that and comment about it. Well, that's your fault. Not mine. I don't disagree that it's my my fault. So don't, don't blame me for messing up the whole, but it is partially your fault. No. Yeah, no, it is Peter. (laughs) Because for one, people couldn't even read the card. Right. So why'd you comment on it? Because I want people to find your stuff. So you wanted it, not me. Yes, but you initiated it. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. How did I initiate it? Putting the card up to the screen. Which is only visible. No one could have heard that. No one knew what was going to happen. Which makes an awkward silence for the people that are just listening. You were talking. I, w- I was barely talking and then I was talking about something not related to your business cards and yeah. now I'm confused. Yeah. You didn't have to comment on the business cards. I'm going to, I'll give you 99% of the blame. I'll take one. That's fine. We can do that. We can do that equal split. You're going to take 99% of the blame. No, you're taking 99% of the blame. No, I don't think that that's what you heard. I'll go down to 98 for you and that'll be enough. All right. <laughs> so now we can move on. Move on. Okay. Um, what do you got to talk about today? Here, I've got something for you. Oh, um, gosh. Intentional weight loss is fat phobic. Oh, man. How dare us get healthy? You know? <laughs> have, you, have you seen, there's this, have you looked at libs of TikTok? Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. So on libs of so stupid. On libs of TikTok, there is a a counselor. She's a like a certified counselor. She should be uncertified. Um can you show the video? Is that possible? Let me try. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it though. Well, figure that out. Okay. Wow. Sick tabs, bro. Just, I mean, just chill, dude. I, I got work to do. I'm, I work hard. Don't read my tabs. Can you hear it? No, turn it up. What? Turn it up. That's not how that works. <laughs> it's loud as hell in my ears. Well, um, take your headphones out real quick. Okay. Oh, maybe think outside. John, you ruined everything. 
but let's break this one down. So intentional weight loss, purposely saying, I want to lose 20 pounds, is fat phobic. And you might be like, what? Oh my goodness. I'm not trying to be fat phobic, but you are. You're being fat phobic to yourself. Why do you want to lose 20 pounds? Probably to fit into something smaller. It's probably so people treat you better. Probably for all the reasons that fat folks are shamed simply for being fat. So by continuing to perpetuate that, right, seeking intentional weight loss, we are contributing to our fat phobic society. So that's why intentional weight loss is fat phobic. I figured that this question would probably come up sometime soon. So that's just having, so obviously she's a terrible therapist because she. Stop talking. Why? Can I talk now? This messed everything up. I want you to know that. Can I talk now? Can I talk now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Clearly she's a terrible therapist because she already has preconceived ideas of her, of her clients and her patients, right? Just because you're trying to lose weight does not mean that you're trying to fit into something smaller or when people actually try and lose weight and that's why they're trying to lose weight. It is most of the time due to health. When they have actually committed to losing weight, it is most of the time due to health, not because they want to fit in a smaller pant or a smaller shirt. When people see a fad diet or something on Instagram and they want to look like that, then yes, that is when it might be fat phobic. But that weight loss uh, regimen will not be sustainable because it'll be a quick fix. But when they actually decide to make a long-term fix of help of helping their health and improving their lifestyle, then that is ridiculous to think that that's fat phobic. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> that was well stated. I mean, it was it was well stated. I, I agree with you. I think that, I think that she, therapist is an idiot. Yeah, I think she's out of her goddamn mind. And you know what else I think? I think that she might be a little heavy set herself. That's super rude. Yeah, no, it's rude. Um, and she, dude, it's this. It's similar to what happened when Adele lost weight. All of the people that were fat said, "That's why are you doing that." You're going against us. They're creating a tribe out of being fat. Look, and then Lizzo. saying, if, if you're not fat, then you're not in our tribe. And if you lose weight, you've exited our tribe. Yeah. Lizzo is not a good, look, I'm all for loving your body. Love your body. Sweet. Yeah. Love your body. But, but. Yep. If you are obese or overweight, you are unhealthy. Yes. That's just you're unhealthy. That's, you're just, just, that's just the way it is. You're unhealthy. Yeah. And you will have an increased chance of cancer. You'll have an increased chance of cardio heart, coronary heart disease. You have an increased chance of all of this physiological disease that will kill you. Type two diabetic diabetes. Okay. Love your body but be healthy. Like, come on guys. Like don't loving your body just cause you're fat. 
I mean, where do you think that comes from? Why are, why do we, why are there so many people defending like an unhealthy body? Is it the pendulum swinging back because we went so far to being like, you have to be super skinny. You have to have like the perfect look of health in all of these advertisements and everything. Is it swinging back? And now everybody's, is it just liberalization of everything? Like everybody's included. Everything is okay. Like, well, yeah. what is it? I don't know. I think it's just part of the whole movement of accepting everyone, regardless what identification they have and regardless of what they look like. It's like, well, obviously, yes, you should accept everyone, but. Accepting people and recognizing <laughs> that people are not healthy are two different things. Yeah. Like right. we have a lot of, we have a lot of people that come into the gym who are just starting out and they're, they're overweight. Like, that's just the way it is. Like they're overweight and they recognize that they're overweight and they're like, Hey, I have kids. Like, Hey, I have a wife. Hey, I have a lot of pain. Hey, I, I need to, I need to be alive. Right. I need to be alive. And like, it's a serious medical condition to be overweight and obese. Like it's not something that you should just get a TLC show or get a ton of publicity for because you're fat and overweight. Like, I mean, something that we talked about early, earlier on is obesity was one of the number one cause of causes of mortality due to co- coronavirus. Yeah. Right. But that just skipped over. Yeah. And no one talked about it. Definitely not the fucking government. Right. Like they, there's no, no one's coming to the front in terms of these like large businesses or the government to say, Hey, first things first, let's all lose weight. Let's collectively lose a trillion pounds and then we'll be better. Dude, I think 70% of the United States is overweight. Right. So collectively we maybe 2 trillion pounds, (laughs) 70%. Like that's insane. And yeah. 50% of that 70% is obese. And do you know how hard it is to get into the classification of obese? It's really not it? easy. We really? over, we overuse the term obese. Really? Yes. What is obesity? Do you know? I mean, it's based off of the BMI, which is not which people say is like such a terrible system to use such a like, but yes, I mean, it's like, bad. It's not easy to, it's not great to use like when you're building a lot of muscle. Right. And you can tell if it's muscle or fat. Right. <laughs> like it's not okay to use for like NFL football players, for instance, right. where they are 90% muscle. Yeah. Right. Cause you can tell that they're 10% body fat, but they are five, eight and 250 pounds, but that's muscle. Right. But when it comes to a five, eight guy who's 250 pounds and he's waddling and going to McDonald's every day. Like, I hate to say this this bluntly, but like the BMI, it works. Yeah. It's a great measure it in works. that case. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, dude, you haven't been to the gym in two months. I hate to break it to you. You really don't have any muscle. Two months, dude. Sorry. Two years. <laughs> I think you gave him a, uh, like, uh, I don't even know what I was going to say. I just gave up yeah. on that one. But like <laughs> the BMI is fantastic for the average Joe walking down the street who has not had any strength training or exercise because you don't have any muscle to think about because they haven't built any muscle. Like if right. you're, if you are physically not active, you have zero muscle, like, okay, you have muscle, but 
in just terms daily of, active muscle, just like picking up a water bottle. Your heart is a muscle. Like, so yeah. But like, yeah. You, like when you come into a gym, their tongues are ready. They're ripping, dude. Like, dude, we've had people come into the gym who hasn't, who haven't lifted a weight in 30, 30 years. Yeah. They get exhausted with 10 air squats. Oh yeah. Exhausted. Oh, I mean, it's so different. Like people it's are like, wild. Oh, I'm fine. Like going around day to day, like things are great, but you don't, you don't realize that all you're doing is like you stand up off of the couch once you walk from your car to your job or your house to your car. You walk around the, the mall, whatever. Right. You're not doing anything strenuous. Right. And just because that is what your daily life is does not mean that you're healthy in those contexts. Right. If you, if you're a person and you are listening to this, if you, so everybody. Yeah. But <laughs> if you wake up, you eat breakfast or don't even eat breakfast, drink your coffee or whatever. Okay. You go to work and you sit for 80% of your job. You come home, you watch TV, you go to bed. The BMI is perfect for you because whatever you register on the BMI, you are. How, I mean, how is, say it. how is the BMI uh, tested? How do you test your BMI? Is it the electrical uh, pulses or whatever? No, that's a whole different test. Okay. That, that measures uh, muscle percentage or body fat percentage. Uh, BMI is height over height squared over weight. Height squared over weight? Yes, in centimeters or something. It's like, it's all metric. Oh, okay. So like if I'm... 93 centimeters. Yeah, something like that. Then you square that. And then you divide that by... So I wonder, like, I wonder let's look at my BMI. BMI. I'm going to look at my BMI right now. Just look up a BMI calculator. That's the easiest yeah. I, I've never tested my BMI. This is interesting. I guarantee you're around like 21. 21? Yeah. I bet you're smack dab in the normal normal range. I bet oh my I am, gosh, I'm 24. I bet I'm overweight. Dude, I'm almost overweight. Yeah, I'm overweight. How is that possible? That's so, that's crazy. Yeah. Do you think that I'm close to being overweight? I look like a string bean. Dude, you looked a little pudgy last time I saw you. Pudgy, dude, I'm jacked dude i went to the gym yesterday did your workout that you gave to charlie i was feeling huge oh i don't i didn't realize i gave that to you <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize i wrote that for you if you'd like a personalized workout you know where to find me i already got one from you yeah but that's not specific anymore why not i'm in the same state that i was then yeah i'm uh I'm overweight. I'm pretty much overweight. I fluctuate between 202 and 205. Yeah. Dang. That's tough to see. I'm right on the edge. That's tough to see, man. So 
I mean, that's crazy. That means everybody's overweight. Like there's so so many people that are overweight. Yeah. Do you think that this is accurate in today's context? Like, do you want to be in the normal weight category in today's context? If you are not, if you do not exercise, like if you don't lift weights and you have a healthy, like cardiovascular system, like, yes. Okay. So as you are training more and you start gaining weight, muscle weight, how does that affect? So obviously it doesn't look good on your BMI, but how does that affect you on your day to day? Is it, are you hurting yourself? cardiovascularly or not if you're still doing cardiovascular exercises like if okay. you're just i mean there's a big difference between lifting every day and then going and eating two big macs and saying you're gaining muscle than if you're lifting every day and then also running three times a week and you're eating fruits and vegetables so you should be lifting every day and running three times a week no 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 no, no. i'm, okay. I'm not okay. saying that I'm just saying there's a difference because it has a lot to play with nutrition as well. Right. So uh, there's a difference between eating or lifting and then eating just an absurd amount of food unhealthy food. And then there's a difference between lifting and exercising and then eating clean. Right. So you still might gain weight while eating clean, but that's going to be mostly muscle like, that's just the way it is. Right. But if you're eating super dirty and lifting, like you're, you're going to have a little fat tacked on on that. Yeah. One of the hardest things, I mean, for anybody, I'm guessing is the, the nutrition part. Oh yeah. That'd be so hard. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm privileged in. Yep. The fact I can learn about it now and get it dialed in. Like I eat the same thing every day. You eat the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does, where, where is your mental state to be able to do that? Because is it just, you're like, I'm doing this for my health or for my training or for like, what? I just, I just feel good. It just makes you feel good. I feel good. And if I go outside of that, or if I, I can literally tell like, when I eat like sugar or like eat like outside of like a normal clean diet. Cause dude, I can wake, I wake up the next morning and I'm like, Ugh. Oh dude, okay. I suck at this, bro. <laughs> I mean, I have a meeting with my grandfather once about business once a week. As soon as I walk in that door, he's got a thing of cookies. I walk up, I grab two to start. Yeah. And, and that's I, fine. And I feel great eating them when I eat them. You feel good afterwards? I don't even know. See, that's the thing. So when because, you, because I, I, eat, I bet it's so irregular, my, my cut out, cut out added sugar for two weeks. I don't think that that's possible. <laughs> I really don't dude. Okay. Okay. I mean, I would like to try. I'll do it with Charlie. Me and Charlie will do it for, cause she's been wanting to, and I should, I'm a a terrible influence. Here's a challenge. Okay. You should cut out all added sugars. Okay. And then drink. What the fuck am I eating? Just bare chicken. 
No, dude. Added sugars? Like, you can have mush. <laughs> dude, rice, meat, veggies, fruit, like all that stuff has no added sugars. The easiest way to cut out added dude, sugars. Dude, you're telling me that you don't throw sugar on your veggies? 100%. When you, when you grocery shop, the healthiest way to do it is to go outside the store. Don't go, don't go in the aisles. That's your challenge. What? When you're grocery shopping, don't grocery shop in the aisles. Grocery shop all the way outside the aisles. On the edge? Huh? So you do like a circle around the edge? Yes. And I grab I grab some of my nutrition from the body deodorant in that, that area. No, you know what I mean. <laughs> but like all the fruits and veggies are on the outside. Yep. Dairy's fine for you. I don't know why it has such a bad rap. Like milk, yogurt. I all fuck that with dairy, dude. Dude, dairy's great. Most of my, my one of my my biggest go to snacks, so a uh, uh, mozzarella cheese stick wrapped in salami. Sure, man, that works. Is um, it bad or good, Peter? I need no, to know for you. I'm yes, I eat like twelve of those a day. As long as it's not like super processed salami. Well, I'll have to I'll have to do some research on that. Okay, um, but like yogurt, no added sugar yogurt, fantastic. Um, is that a thing? No, is that like yeah. Greek yogurt? Yeah, I have it every morning. No added sugar. Okay, so can I put hot? Can I use honey? Uh, see, that's a natural sugar, so that's technically healthier for you. Yes, you can use. So honey. I, I can use honey. Fuck yeah, dude! I'm don't, good. All right, we got this. Don't overuse oh, honey. Let's go, don't, dude. Don't overuse the honey. Oh, dude, I'm going so hard with the honey. Honey goes hard, dude. When I in my protein shakes, I I dab up some fucking honey in there. Yeah, so everything on the outside of the store is where okay. you want to be. That's actually, I didn't ever think of that, but it makes a lot of sense because so, you, you got the meats, you got the veggies, you got the fruits, all of that's on the edge. And then the only thing I duck into the aisle for is rice because they have it in the aisle. Yeah, aisles. that's true, but it's usually right on the edge of the aisle. Exactly. Yeah, dude. Every, you think of everything as bad for you, it's always in the middle of the aisle. That's really interesting because all of it is, I mean, when you get to those that kind of scale in terms of like a business, these supermarkets, all of it is done. It's all calculated the way that they put everything. So I wonder why the whole edge is the stuff that's like not as bad for you. Yeah. And then once you get down the aisle, maybe they're just trying to overload you once you get into the aisles and you're just like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to grab like six of these things. Yeah. Dude, that's not like, I bet. Okay. Challenge. My hardest no, part, my hardest part is that I shop for my family and I've got two younger brothers. We'll get them on the train too. teach them young. Ah, uh, dude. It's so hard though. Cause they're kids, man. I used to, dude, I used to eat a full bag of marshmallows a night. That's why you're on the obese. You're I'm not overweight. obese, dude. Yeah. I'm almost <laughs> overweight. My metabolism is just, it's just so good. Honestly. I mean, I'm sure I have, I probably have a mental disorder because of the sugar. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Here's the challenge. No added sugars. Yep. You have to drink 75 ounces of water a day. That's easy. Charlie has to drink 60 ounces of water a day. Okay. Um, Get your body weight in protein of grams. I have to eat, oh God, dude, that's so much protein. 205 grams of protein a day? Yep. 
Oh, how do I track it, dude? How do I track it? You eat. Is there a tr- dude? There's got to be something simple. Yeah, my fitness pal, super easy. Okay, cool. Um, also, do you have a website? No. Okay. Um, that's cool. Um, <laughs> I have an Instagram, Peter Burn Performance. Peter has an Instagram. Please, please go follow it. If you want to follow me or just Peter's normal one, go for it. It's Peter Burn and it's Devin Baird. Just follow him. Um, so yeah, that's your challenge. Okay. I think I, I starting today. Are we starting it today? I don't care when you start it. Cause we went shopping yesterday. So this is going to be kind of awkward. Um, Basically if it comes out of a cardboard box, don't eat it. Well, so the oh, fuck dude, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can have whole wheat bread or sourdough. So I'll one of the, that. so I, you know, I know there's a lot of people who, you know, when they eat a lot of sugars, they like break out or they have physical reactions yeah. to the sugar. I personally have, haven't really had those reactions. Right. I think more of my reactions is maybe my energy levels or my moods, which I is a little bit more difficult to like correlate. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that that's why I've never really, thought about it in that context. I've never been like, I need to change my diet, you know, because right. I've, I've heard a lot of people talking about changing their diet because of blemishes on their face or whatever, you know, but I've never had that. Right. And so your boy's it's privileged. Cause it's probably because you ate a whole bag of marshmallows. So your body, I know, craves, dude, your body needs sugar. Well, honestly, and what it probably is, is my body when I was young adapted because I'm, I'm the most adaptable human. Um, and it was like, we're growing off of sugar now and that's what we're going to do. And well, it's going to be good for us. It's going to be good for us. Technically everybody's, every single person's body runs off of sugar. Yeah, but I'm talking about processed sugars, Peter. Well, I'm just saying, when you eat processed sugars, do you end up having to eat it again in like 45 minutes to an hour because you get hungry or crabby? Peter, no matter what I eat, I have to eat again in 45 minutes. Well, that's because you're not eating healthy I agree. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> it's because your body's just going right through it. I guarantee if you do this challenge, you'll be able to go like two hours without eating. Dude, that would be a huge benefit, honestly. Yeah, because what are you going to grab when you're hungry? Some Cheez-Its? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> a handful of Cheez-Its and call it a day and then move on. And then an hour later, you come back for a handful of Cheez-Its and maybe a salami and cheese stick. Dude, I don't know what you're talking about, but all I know is Cheez-Its go hard. Um, <laughs> dude, Cheez-Its go so hard right after a nap. Dude, Cheez-Its suck. Oh my God, dude. When you wake up and your saliva is dry in your mouth and you put a cheese it in there, dude, it's like going down. It's like, it's like being in an amusement park. Cheez-Its are so bad. And there's no lines, dude. There's no lines. You're at an amusement park and you're dude. Oh, it's it's not gosh. even an amusement park. It's a water park. 
Dude, I bet I bet if you don't have processed food for like two weeks and you eat a cheese it, it's gonna taste terrible. <laughs> I don't think so. I bet it will. Definitely not after a nap, dude. Maybe in general, <laughs> but if I've just woken up from a nap, no chance it's not tasting. Like delish. I have a hard time. I have a hard time like eating sweets anymore because they're just too sweet. Yeah, I I do have that. You know, sweet. I can't I can't eat things that are too sweet. Mm-hmm. But I still, dude, I still mess around with some stuff, dude. Like I had a donut. Mar- I had a donut donuts when I was are in hard. California. Donuts are great, but I had a donut when I was in California. I couldn't eat it. It was too they're sweet. hard. They're hard to eat. It's honestly hard to eat. I'll still eat six of them, but they're hard to eat. Um, <laughs> I just power through, if I'm being honest. Oh, like some people don't have it in them, but I'll just, you know. You're helpless. No, it's because I understand that there are other people that are pri- that aren't as privileged as me, and I'm trying to make up for them. You know what I'm saying? You're helpless. Yeah. All right. What are we gonna do? Shop around the grocery store. Yeah, on no, the edges. No added. No added sugars. Yep. Yep. Got Water. it. Water. No cheese its No cheese its We're. Protein. I mean, we're gonna kill it. Protein. Yep. I'm ready for it. Right. Um. Good luck out there, champ. Okay. So, you know, we, I don't, I have no idea how long we spent on that. Probably 20 minutes. Hey, it was important stuff. Everyone. Needs no, to I that. think it was great. I think it was probably one of our best segments ever. So, <laughs> so we, we should just, um, but we got into it a little bit two weeks ago. The leak about abortion. Mm. Um. And this is this is a hard cut from what we were just talking about. Bong. Um, but I think it's an it's I think the whole abortion topic kind of talks like at the point about how privileged we are on both sides about all of this, right? Like in the context of our daily life how privileged we are in total. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I'm like a school teacher at this point, Peter. I'm listening. Um, however, I think that, well, all I, all I wanted to kind of talk about, because we were talking about privilege is. Now you talk about privilege. Yeah, because we know, dude. We know what's going on. We know privilege, right? I've never met him. (laughs) Um, But the pro-choice people, um, are privileged in the way that they get to choose whether or not they want to have a kid in any context. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because. Back in the day, or if your family needs it, if you were going to have a kid, you're going to have a kid, right? Right. Um, And then the pro-life people, you know, they're so well off that they have to worry about what other people are doing with their life. Right. Because they've got nothing else to worry about. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. And some of it is religious affiliation, but I think that that's so, it's such an interesting idea to be so worried about what other people are doing with their body and with their life. Right. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Do you disagree? No. Okay. Well, then I don't, I don't, like, I don't even care. Like, I. The only problem I have with that is that when they try and put it in your face. Right. Like, I don't have any trouble with the LGBTQ community. I almost called it the alphabet people. Uh, <laughs> you still did. <laughs> yeah, I know. The LGBTQ, I don't have that problem any, with, any problem with them. The only problem I have is when it gets to, like, the in-your-face. Right. Same goes with abortion and all that stuff. Well, I mean, I think I was doing it. I have my opinions. Right. But, but you, I don't care. But you don't feel the need to express them. I could care less if you liked guys, girls, a helicopter, a turtle. That would be pretty cool. Like in a helicopter. I like helicopters. Yeah. yeah. Um, but You're helisexual. <laughs> uh, I think that. A lot of the the whole understanding about this abortion thing is kind of it's misunderstood because at that Supreme Court level, in terms of the the constitutional right, those they're looking at whether it's in context with the Constitution that was written hundreds of years ago. You say we need a new constitution? No, I'm not saying we need a new constitution, but I'm saying that's the way that they're looking at this law, right? So there's a possibility that there's a lot of other laws that actually aren't constitutionally relevant. Are you talking about gun control? No, I'm talking, no, because gun, well, maybe gun control, but I'm talking about gay marriage, interracial marriage. None of those are actually bound to the constitution interracial marriage is now an amendment it's illegal right that's what i'm saying they could that's why we have amendments right to amend the constitution no i understand that okay but this that's pretty much what they just did with abortion that's what they're talking about doing with abortion is taking the amendment out right because it's not constitutionally relevant and the only reason they're doing that is because there was a case in mississippi where they didn't want it to happen and it got pushed all the way up to the Supreme court. Now they have to relook at it. So all it takes is one lawyer or whoever wants to do it to really push on something to get it up to the Supreme court in these contexts, abortion, gay, right. Or uh, gay marriage, interracial marriage. And then they're taking it back all the way up to the constitutional level to see whether the the overruling the amendment that they did for those rights actually plays into accordance with what the constitution wanted. You know what I mean? Yes. And so when they're looking at it, they're looking at it purely based off of what the constitution said, which I'm not saying is right but that's their job is to look at the constitution and justify whether these things fit into our constitution. Right. So I don't really know, like, obviously it becomes a state level thing if it's amended. And I think the majority of States um, will rule in favor of most of those things, but there will be some States that don't. 
Right. Or they'll make different justifications. Like in some states, you'll be able to abort as much as you want. In some states, you'll only be able to abort in the first like trimester. But that's that's why that's why the Constitution of the United States is so great. Right. Because you go and live with people who have the right views, who have the views like yours. You guys vote for someone to represent you, and then they represent your views. Right. Well, yeah. So if you don't like Repres- it. Yeah. If you don't like it in your state, that is why the Constitution of the United States are so great. Move. Right. So, if what, you don't like it that much, move. Like that's what we were talking about earlier. It, Laura, and that's why I hate all the Californians moving to Montana is because they're gonna mess it all up. They're bringing their blue views. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. I think that most people stand just right of center right now. Like the majority of people that aren't on social media, like spewing their views, they probably mainly align just right of center. Yeah. Because the left has gotten so confusing and so outrageous. And then the far right is, I mean, honestly ridiculous as well. So most people probably fall just right of center because they want to have a little bit more. What's even the, like, what's the far right even do? Well, the far rights, they're they're the ones that don't want any abortion under any circumstance. They're the ones that are racist, so so to say. They're you know. So to say, are they actually racist? I don't know. I don't. I haven't met all of them. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know what the far right is. Probably QAnon type people. Um. There's whack jobs at, at both extremes. That was disgusting. It was a hiccup. <laughs> yeah, but the way you hiccuped was so confusing. Why? It was a full jolter. No, you just sucked it in through your nose like a psychopath. I hiccuped. I understand, but it's a. How do you hiccup? With my mouth open. It's weird. Okay. Well, you know, that wasn't a thing that we needed to touch on whatsoever, but I felt like it. Once again. (laughs) Two white guys. Um, What's going on in sports, Petey? Good. Stuff. Stuff. Do you know anything that's going on in sports right now that's interesting? The Phoenix Suns just lost game seven. They just lost game seven. Yeah, they're out of the playoffs. They have the best record in the league, and they lost by 50 points in game seven. Is that who's on that team? Devin Booker? Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Yeah. I mean, are they just both bad? No, they were 60 and they won 60 games this year. Right. No, but I mean, what happened? Why did they? I was there. Yeah, but you can watch. I didn't even watch the game. Okay. Well, someone tell us what happened. Tell tell us why Chris Paul and Devin Booker suck. Yeah. 
Um, but who they they lost to the Mavs, right? Yeah. Which is Luca. Yeah. Donkey. Yeah. I saw the roster for the U23. Uh, United team? Yeah. What are your thoughts? It's annoying. Is it? Yeah. Why is it annoying? Because. Dude, you're making this so interesting. I'm better than that guy. Yeah. Well, I told you. Well. You should have come down. I don't care. Well, you say that, but your actions gonna, speak differently. No, I actually don't care. It's just comical. It's just going to keep happening. Where I see people who had, who were at the same place as I was, and then they're going to keep going. And... Stop, stop messing with the microphone like that. You hear it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Lord. How did that sound? It sounded like a crocodile roaring. Roar. Um, you just rolled your eyes at me. Yeah, a little bit. What's what? <laughs> what do you think the biggest problem with, like, the soccer political side is, or the whole organizational structure of it? Like, why, why are you so done with it? I mean, I've I've been talking with Peter about trying to change things, and Peter just gives up because he doesn't want to do it, which is fair. But he thinks that there's no way of a changing it. I just think but, all the coaches are assholes. That's that's a massive generalization. Yes, and it's true. Why so? I because I just think that they're all there to better their resume and better their personal self. And I don't think they actually coach regardless of what they think. I like the actual high end coach like professional, even college. Like I think a majority of them do not actually coach for the betterment of the players. They coach to feed their own ego. And I got sick of it. So it's at the coaching level. That's the problem. Yes. How do you change that? You don't now. Why not? Well, cause the coaches are coaching the new coaches how to coach. Well, what if you've changed the way that the coaches are coached? So you're going to change the whole U.S. soccer coaching license system. That's the problem. So it's part of the licensing system? Yeah, just because you go to a weekend course and pay a ton of money for a license doesn't make you a good coach. doesn't make you know what soccer is. Right. Just because you pay $2,000 for a B license doesn't make you a good coach. What should the – how should your licensure It shouldn't be a license. There just shouldn't be licenses. No, if you're a good coach, you should be a good coach. So you're just saying that I know a lot of coaches that have an A license or a B license who are absolutely garbage. And I know a lot of like because anyone could do that. Well, how if do you, you have enough money? And if you haven't, yeah, like, no, I agree. If you like, how do you credit? How do you credit a good coach? They win games. Okay, but then. You're just coaching to better your own culture. How do you measure culture? If players enjoy being there. I don't know. If you win games. Okay. You don't win without a good culture. That's I I mean, I agree, but I'm just trying trying to play devil's advocate. Is anyone going to come up to you and say Man City and Pep is a bad coach? 
I mean, I'm sure there's somebody, but I don't, I wouldn't pay them any mind. Objectively stupid. Right. (laughs) So how does it, there's obviously no licensure like that in Europe. There is. Okay. How does that work? Do you know? know. No, no clue. It's different. I mean, I agree that it shouldn't be something that you can just pay for. Yeah. But that's the way. Like maybe there's some sort of system where you're, you're invited because of a, you get to a certain level. I don't know. I just, they're all stupid because you what I think of a soccer coach is you wear your long three quarter puffy jacket with your sweat, with your, uh, and then you have your handheld chair that you have and you stick it at the corner of a soccer game. You take notes about players and you walk away without any personable anything. That's, that's a college. That's a, that's a United States soccer coach right there. So let's, let's put this in the, you're, you're a U.S. soccer coach right now with your, the mentality that you have, how do you, how are you different? I'd go sit with the parents. Okay. Sitting with I the would, parents. I would not wear any gear. I would go dress up as if I was a parent and I would talk to the parents about players and saw it. Cause parents know best. Like, Hey, what's, what's Tommy do? like, what's Tommy's thing? Oh, he's lazy. He's too bad in school. Okay. Immediately check him off of my list. What's, what's, what's Andrew over there? Like, Oh, Andrew, like, he's not like, I mean, he's a really good soccer player. He works super hard. Like he's there an hour before practice every day. Like, okay. You're looking at Andrew. I mean, I, I like the sentiment. I think that you're being a coach. I think you're a little bit off base in terms of what the parents know. Oh, I know hundred percent. Um, yeah, parents don't know Jack. And if I'm talking about their kid, then they're going to, yeah. But what I'm saying is that they're like parents. Because I had situations like this where we were at a tournament, right? And we had coaches come up to us while we were coaching and ask about players. Every time they asked about Brendan, which is my brother, in, which is super inappropriate. What do you mean? In, in terms of coming up during a game while you're playing. Yeah. Well, it was like, that's, that's, it was so, sh- that's so just like, I'm better than you. I'm better than you. This game doesn't matter. Talk to me. Well, the, sh- the, 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 the showcase, the, the showcase was literally to talk with coaches. That was the wait whole until after the game. I agree. I agree. It was inappropriate. However, what I was trying to say is in those contexts, every one of those coaches came up to me. They all asked me about Brendan. I prefaced, I said, that's my brother. So I would defer most of it to our, our other coach, our main coach, Dave. Right. Um, so that you can talk with him about what he really thinks about him. Cause I know that I'm biased. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that most parents would be willing to say that. Right. Um, I also like you want to build a culture where Coaches, no coaches, I think, right? Or no? Do you? Because I like the idea of like going and sitting with the parents. That's li- still all about the coaches. Well, then so how do you, the, how do you, who the coach knows? It's not about the players. How do you find the kids? Because the coaches are with them every day. Yeah. I don't know. How, I don't know how you fix it, but right now it's broken. It, sucks 
the only way to do it, the only way to do it is to. Well, do you think so at the USL level, right? In the US, it's really difficult to really build commitment. Yeah. Because there is no, it's not something where you can be a super fucking good team. You can win your league and you can get promoted. See, yeah, that's the thing is that. So you're not able to build that long-term vision of what the team could be. American soccer, that and American soccer will never be good. Like, I think as soon as we get that through our heads, that American soccer is never going to be like the NBA. It's never going to be a worldwide powerhouse. As soon as we get that through our head as a country, like, well, I don't go anywhere. What do you mean? You have to say that to make it so that we're good? Yes. To, I fix, think that, to fix the system, that's what you're saying? Yes. So you're Cause, saying because these you're coaches have the soccer. idea. These coaches have the idea of, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this kid and I'm gonna make him, da, 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 or it's all about me. I'm gonna win these games and da, 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 da. right. I, I just I agree. And it's like, we're it. It doesn't matter. It. it so what it you're matter. saying, what you're saying is that in this current system, American soccer will never be as good as our NBA, our NFL, those sorts of things. Won't even come close. But in this current system. You're saying that there's it could, yeah. but you'd have to change the system. I mean, we have the best athletes in the world. Yeah. So what what's the difference Maybe. between we have the most resources, we have the most athletes, we have what's the difference between we have the most privilege. Um, what's the difference between the NFL it, honestly and the NBA? What's the difference between the NFL and NBA? Yes. The NFL and NBA? I mean, in terms of their difference in ability, like making the best of the world in those systems. You want me to be blunt? Well, is it? You want me to be blunt? Yeah. Primarily black. Okay. Well, we have plenty of black soccer players as well. What's the problem? I, I mean, I mean, historically, is it too much pay to play? Yes, because I mean, we, we, we have the privilege in terms of, you know, everybody, pretty much everybody in our country eats, right? Um, it's it's, there it's, are it's, it's under- a rich sport. It's a rich sport. Right. And in Europe, if you're good enough, the club pays for you, they to, pay for you, you. to the academy. Right. In America, if you're good enough, you have to pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to even be a part of their academy. Tens of thousands. To have the opportunity yeah. to to be like, whereas football, if you go to a very poor County in Mississippi, every little kid is playing football. If you go to a poor County in Alabama, every single kid has a basketball in their hands, picking up, playing pickup on the street. And so in those in football and in basketball, you're not getting recruited from club, right? You're getting recruited from high school play. Right. I mean, that's the problem with basketball now is that you are getting recruited from club and basketball now. Really? But also if you're good enough at basketball, you're good enough at basketball. So, yeah. But like what I'm saying is it for soccer, so much of the recruiting comes from your club abilities. Well, I also like whether you so- can travel. 
so that, but also so, soccer is a very subjective recruiting style. Like if I'm a coach and you're a coach, there's less stats, less stats. I can think that midfielder is the best midfielder I've ever seen. And you're like, Oh, he doesn't score goals. It's like, you know? Okay. Like, right. I guess because oh, that, that goalkeeper's five ten. not even going to look at him. Speaking from experience. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean? You know what I mean though? I do. I mean, it's because I feel like with soccer, there's so many different ways to play the game. Yeah. Right. Football and basketball are very, there's, there's maybe if you can one. Run a, if you can run a four, three, you have a 40 inch vertical and you got hands, you're going to be an NFL wide receiver. Right. In soccer, you can have a midfielder. You can have a team where your midfielder scores most of your goals, or you can have a team where your midfield midfielder assists all of the goals. Or you can have a right? team where you don't score goals at all. Those right. Which is most of my teams. Yeah. Um, that I've ever played on. Same. Um, however, is that the core reason? Because there's so much ambiguity, it's hard to distinguish. No, the core reason is that you still have to pay. Right. A shit ton of money. And so the best athletes, well, I don't know about the best athletes, but the I mean, so what are struggling athletes are going to go play the affordable sports? Right. So we have the most privilege. However, the ones that are the most successful are the ones who are the least privileged of the most privileged. Sure. You know what I mean? Because the U S as a conglomerate is the most privileged. Yeah. Of the world. Really? Yeah. So if you're, you're looking for in those, in a lot of the football, basketball, those sports, the least privileged ones or the lower privileged ones are the ones who are really willing to put in the work to get out of where they are. Well, I mean, if you take a kid, a 12 year old kid, and you walk in by a gas station and you say, Hey, you got two options. One, you get a football scholarship, full ride football scholarship to go to college mm -hmm. or you work at this gas station for the rest of your life. Right. Right. I mean, that, that might be another thing too, is that if soccer was a fully, if we put, if we put more money into college soccer instead of the club system um and we made college soccer like 20 full athletic scholarships right just like a football team um this comes into title nine though as well but if we valued college soccer as much as we valued college football college basketball who's to say it wouldn't be the same right you show that same kid on the corner like hey you either go play college soccer on a full ride scholarship or you work at this gas station for the rest of your life. But right. the only sports in America in college that have full ride scholarships for all athletes are football and basketball when it comes down to it. Right. Well, and the, at the professional level, like you don't get the salaries. Soccer. Yeah. Yeah. It's because the owners are greedy and they just want more money. Do you think that's really the case? Probably. You have to, it's a $300 million buy-in. 
to even get an MLS team. Well, what's the buy-in for an NBA team? I mean, they're not expanding. But probably way more than that. But I'm saying $300 million. Oh, no, I, I agree. It's ridiculous. Like you're not you're not buying in on an MLS team if you can't produce that sort of there should at least can't. be there should at least be some sort of like where you get to if you win your league, you get to cut it in a third or something like that. You know but what I mean? This is why there'll never be a relegation promotion system in the United States. It's because there's too much money involved in the relegation in promoting. Well, no, there's three. It's three hundred million dollar buy-in for an MLS team, but it's only like two million buy-in for a USL team. It's twenty. Twenty million. So, if you're an MLS team and you're getting relegated, but you had to pay three hundred million dollars for that team, and then there's a twenty million dollar team coming up, like that's why they're on that. If they did a flat fee, so like USL MLS all had the same money system, then I bet there would be a relegation promotion but you can't have a difference of $280 million in terms of buying a, a, a team and then having one play in the top division, one play in the bottom division. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a hard, it's a hard road to travel. I mean, Europe's soccer is built off of passion and love for the game and money followed. Whereas United States is built off of money and passion and love of the game has not followed. Right. Well, I think that was a good stopping point. It's because that um, quote was. It was it was pretty baller. It was pretty yeah. baller. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Um, if you're here, subscribe, like, go follow us on Instagram. Peter Byrne Performance. Peter Byrne, Devin Baird. Um, thank you. PD underscore Byrne, by the way. I, I mean, who really cares, honestly? Okay. Um, thank you for listening. We will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.